It's good to be in the Lord's house. I thank God for his mercy, letting us come back this way again. And uh, Before it was time for me to get up, I sat there and I just listened to people fellowshipping and visiting. And, uh, it just sounds so sweet and so loving. And I just, I just appreciate uh, people being able to uh, speak to each other from their hearts. And you can just feel so much love and closeness. And that's such a blessing. And I'm glad for everybody that's here tonight. Uh, under normal circumstances, we wouldn't say we had a great big crowd. Uh, but under our present circumstances, we got a real nice crowd. And I'm glad God's letting us have service in the church house. Uh, glad it's so we can. And so I'd like to uh, read a couple of verses of scripture uh, tonight from the book of Jeremiah to open. And uh, this is in the first chapter of Jeremiah. I want to read verses 4 and verses 5. And uh, I'll just mention uh, before I read this, uh, this is one of the places that I like to go to in the scripture that uh, uh, reconfirms to me uh, that life begins at conception uh, before the baby's born. It's still alive. Of course, I've always known that, but uh, there's folks in the world who don't believe that. But in, uh, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, as to Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then I want to share something with you. It's a little unusual for me, but I came across an article in the, one of the news feeds, and it's some information that the Center for Disease Control gave. And uh, they'd uh, put this information out. said the, the CDC reported uh, that there were 619,591 abortions in 2018. And that's, that's, of course, that's awful. That's... 619,591 uh, babies that were killed. And that, that's awful, but there's, a, there's an encouraging bit of information here. That's down 57% from 1990 when there was a total of 1,429,247 abortions. So it's down maybe 57%. And so I think the Lord is going down. Let's all stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, <clears throat> thank you, Lord, for letting us be in your house tonight. Uh, thank you for just letting us feel the warmth and uh, uh, the good feeling that we feel and the atmosphere in God's house. And even uh, before service started, just the, uh, the warmth of people talking and sharing and visiting and, and the love that you could feel. Uh, God, I praise you for that. And I thank you for the great love that you've given us in our church. And God, I just ask you to bless this service tonight. Just help us that we might just humble our hearts and worship you in spirit and in truth. And uh, God, uh, thank you uh, that the abortions are going down. And we pray, God, help us with that, uh, that uh, they'd go all the way down. And God, we praise you. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, we'll turn the service over to Brother Taylor and the choir. Page 214.
page 144. 144.
page 71. 71. Appreciate being here this evening. Thankful for the crowd we've got, like Terry said. I'd like to ask everybody to please stand and uh, we'll ask if anybody has any unspoken prayer requests. Remember all those. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Remember that. 
Bills have one. Anybody else have anything? If not, we'll ask Eric to lead us in prayer. I was thinking uh, Terry had asked prayer for the revival that Trey's going to be in. And um, last time he was up there, um, they had one get saved. And that one was one of my burdens. And I was excited to hear that. And I thought, you know, Lord, it seems like to me, in my mind, and I've been praying for this, but um, it seems like when one gets saved, it creates such a pulling effect on the others. And... Uh, I just really hope that there's so many of them up there that are, that are on that brink. They're, they're waiting on the edge, just not sure what to do. And uh, I really think we need to pray for that service. Um, there's a couple of them that I'd love to hear their names come across the one caller, across the text message and say, these ones got saved too. Um, so exciting, I tell you. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to hearing some good news from that, but really keep that in your prayers. Uh, it's really kind of been on my mind, too, I guess. But anybody have any uh, testimony, a song, anything on your heart this evening? Anybody at all? Sure is good to be here this evening. I tell you, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I've, uh, 
I've enjoyed sitting here and just being here. I uh, sometimes it seems like the day will go through and I, I don't have enough time to think about what I'm doing. And uh, just to be able to sit down and reflect on what God did for me when I was eight years old. How great that is. Just to have that little piece of a moment to go back to the greatest moment in my life. I tell you, folks, I wouldn't trade this house for nothing. I wouldn't. <laughs> this is the best, best place I've ever known. I, you know, Lord's blessed me with a good home. But I tell you, I, I would trade my house if I could keep the church. It just means that much to me. And uh, I know it means that much to you, too. And it's noticeable. And I tell you, it just makes it even better to show up here. It really does. I'm thankful. I don't, I don't really have a lot on my heart, but I am thankful to be here. And just overwhelmed with God's goodness. There's a lot of great things going on this year, and I'm thankful for that. Anybody have anything? Karen, what she had to say. Anybody else have anything? If not, we're going to turn it over to Terry. That's good. I appreciate the singing, testifying, and opening up and everything. Let me ask again if anybody's got a song on their heart or testimony. Feel free if you do. Follow the Lord. Not just keep on praying. That's one thing we can do, you know. If we don't feel like testifying, can't do that. If we don't feel like saying, can't do that. But in the midst of all that, we need to be trying to pray. We can pray with God's help. We can make effort to pray. And with God's help, we can pray whatever's going on. Everything needs it. Everything in church needs prayer. Yeah. And nothing that we do or try to do should be done without prayer. And so thank the Lord that we can pray. Okay, anything else before we look to the preachers? Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for that testimony. Anybody else? There's room for everything God wants done. Anybody else got something? <clears throat> okay, pray much. Got a uh, preacher over here and some preachers over here, and any of you that's got something on your heart's welcome. I just I appreciate all of it. You had a lot of help to me, 
and uh, I thank the Lord for you. And it's it's such a blessing to have that liberty as a pastor. Say now, any of you preachers wants to come on, and it's not everywhere it's like that. And uh, but uh, God's just blessed us and been real good to us and give us good preachers and blessed them to grow. And uh, it's such a blessing to me and our church. So, which one of you fellows feels like come ahead? All of you is welcome. Uh, I believe George might be coming back. Let's really pray for him. I guess I am coming back. Well, you pray for me. I, I don't have a big impression, but I, I do have a little bit of one. And uh, this is just something I've been kind of studying and reading here lately. It's in uh, Romans chapter 12. And uh, I've really enjoyed some of the things the Lord's brought out of this for me. Um, it's so easy to get wrapped up in negative things, it seems like nowadays. And uh, when the Lord delivers something positive, I tell you what, it just seems like it beams right through that darkness. And uh, especially when I get myself out of the way and get to kind of focus in on what he's showing me. But um, if you want to, I'll be in chapter 12, verse 9. And uh, I, might, I might go over to chapter 13 too. But uh, you really pray. Actually, let's start in... Chapter 13, verse 8, and I might go back to 12. But uh, this is Romans 13 and 8 says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. And uh, I was reading that, and the Lord kind of gave me some thoughts. I was having some, uh, I guess, some time on my hands that I really was just kind of thinking of the shape of the world. And uh, I went back, and Lord gave me this verse after reading a few other things, and I just kept going back to um, the love of a mother and the love of the church. And uh, the more I pondered on that, the more I could just see God's love in that. And I thought about uh, these uh, many things that God's given us, like our church commandments and all the other things and laws he talks about in this Bible, and I thought, man, you know, Without that great love, none of this is really, it's really not accomplishable at the level he's took it to. And you say, well, what do you mean? Well, you pray for him. I'll, I'll try to explain it the best I know how. But um, I was sitting there and I thought about, you know, I believe it's back in James that says, uh, God is love. And uh, I always used to think, yeah, I know what that means. It's, you know, God is love. Yeah, he loves me. But the older I get the more I realize what love is. And the more I realize it's not some singular thing. It's a matter of something that keeps happening and happening and happening and growing. Um, if I was to put a plant up here and I didn't water it and I didn't feed it, it would die. If you would call that plant love, that plant would no longer be. Therefore, love would no longer be. But my God nurtures his love every day. My God every day steps out of his way to feed me, to love me, to water me, to help me grow. 
And as long as I let God keep coming time and time again into my life, the flower just keeps blooming. And uh, I'm so thankful that God's done that for us. Each and every one. If you want to be saved, He'll pull you out of the, the rowdy little ground that you've been tossed into. You know, I love the, the verses about the seed that have been planted in different areas. You know, I always picture, I, I guess you could say after I was reading this, I pictured it this way. If my seed was thrown onto the rocky ground, it would have never survived. But thank God, the Lord gave me an opportunity to be planted in soil, sitting in His house, being tended to in a nice warm environment, full of love. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, how many times here lately have we seen negative after negative? And then when a little bit of love pops in, you're like, wow, that's so cool. That It just overwhelms you a little bit. And it's just so small sometimes. Well, I, let, me, let me go back and read some of this. This is in 12 and 9. It says, let love be without dissimulation. Don't let it be fake. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. When you start putting yourself out of the way, that's when love comes in. If you're constantly worried about yourself, you're not going to let love grow. That's what it's saying, but it goes on. It says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I love that word fervent. It means to, to really get into it, to be inspired in it, to really thrive in it. I mean, that, if you really dig into that word, it's pretty remarkable. I suggest you do it, but I love how it says that. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. If you are continually diving into Him, if you're continually trying to put your, all the passion you've got into serving the Lord and in His spirit, He'll, he'll, he'll uh, fire back at you with something you'll never know. And it's that love that only God can give. And uh, I was, uh, as it goes on, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. I love that last little bit. It says, rejoicing in hope. It doesn't say looking for hope. It doesn't say wandering in hope. It doesn't say, you know, finding hope. It says rejoicing in it. If you have been able to get through those first few verses You've got what you need. If you're able to really do those things, there's something down inside that's been changed. There's something that you know that has been different in your life. There's a love that God has instilled in there that you can grow from. And uh, to be able to rejoice in that love and in that hope that, jo that Jesus gave us, that hope of going to heaven, that hope of moving on out of this world, uh, that's a beautiful thing. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been at people's houses and just talking to them and they'd be like, you know, uh, things are rough, some things are happening, but boy, i got a better place to go. That's sweet. When you can hear somebody say that, that's awesome. You know, in my line of work, I see a lot of different faces and different people. And uh, the ones that change me the most are the ones that talk about the Lord. When you get to speaking with somebody that uh, it reminds you of a good old Bible story. You know, somebody finding their way down a path and running into a good Christian. I love those stories. I love running into people and them telling me not about what they own, not money they have, but what God's done for them and the love He's shown them in their life and how they can rejoice in that hope. It's so sweet. And it goes on, it says, patient in tribulation. 
I'd say we've had to learn that, haven't we? This year's been nothing but patience, and I've got very little of it. You know, I, I like to put it to you this way. Uh, there's times in my life where I've had to wait hours for something and just sit still. And that thermometer is, was already short to begin with. I get it honestly, but it seems like when it gets down to the minute hours of the day, that thermometer gets real tight. But I'm glad that when you're dwelling on the Lord and you're rejoicing in that hope, the patience is endless. If you can really humble yourself and get hooked up with God and you can allow Him to just shower you with love and you can really rejoice in it, time is not an issue. There's been times I've, I've been working, I've had a rough time and patience is running thin. Maybe something's aggravated me. Maybe I've got an idea against something. And all of a sudden I'll get to thinking on the Lord. And my eyes will start welling up with tears and my hands will just start sitting there saying, Thank you, Lord. And then patience, it doesn't even seem like I had any, but now I've found a lot of it. And I've got all the time in the world for the Lord. I mean, that's good stuff. I love it. I love it when God just endows us with that kind of nature. I don't, I don't know why He does other than that love. <laughs> but I tell you, I do appreciate it. And continuing instant in prayer, you... If you want to be on that ground, you've got to always be in prayer. You know, people, I think sometimes they think, well, you know, I say my prayers like it's, a, it's just a time that they do this right here. Prayer is all day, every day. Um, when I wake up to the time I go to bed, my prayer does not stop. Just because I say amen, my communication with the Lord doesn't quit. I mean, if, if it has for you, uh, I would suggest you trying it a different way. I was thinking about this a lot. There's a lot of times, and I know you've heard me say it a bunch, but uh, throughout my day, my conversation just keeps going with the Lord. Like an old friend that just hangs out with me every day. There'll be times where I, I really got to buckle down and I'll pray to Him. But it seems like throughout my day, I'll be sitting there and I'll, I'll do something and without even thinking about it, i say, Lord, help me with that. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, remember them. He's always there. Why? Because he's, a, he's been the one I've been growing with my whole life. It all started with that little bit of love that came into my life. And it's grown into a friendship. It's grown into uh, uh, something more than just a brother. He's, he's my, all, my one and only. I mean, folks, I, I can't even explain it. It's, it's just so amazing. But if you get on that track of growing in love with God... Man, it's a wonderful journey. I'll never, I'll never forget this. And uh, I was sitting at somebody's house over, over by my mom and dad's. And uh, I used to go to these people's house a lot when I was younger. I, I loved fishing. And I'd fish in their pond. The one thing they told me was, never stop growing in the Lord. Never stop searching for Him. And always, always pray. And you know, that stuck with me because I thought, man, if they can live as long as they have and be as happy as they've been, then I want that. And uh, the one thing I've found is the older you get and the more you stick close to the Lord, the more He'll dwell in you, the more He'll love you, the more He'll grow in you. And uh, I'm so thankful God doesn't just set us up as a, a little trophy on a side table. He doesn't just leave us over there. But He walks daily with us. Like a good tool, He uses us every day. 
You know, he just keeps pulling us up, getting us back ready shape every day. We get put right back out on the line, ready to use. And I appreciate that. I, I, that's all I've really got, but I appreciate being here and thankful for the Lord and some of the thoughts He's given me. Well, I appreciate the message, and I appreciate Jordan. That's a great, uh, great message of encouragement and instruction uplift and uh, direction what we need to be doing and how we need to be doing it and about that love of God that uh, guides us a long way and weaves through our life we don't have that uh, we're in bad shape if we've got that that takes where we need to go and so I appreciate that and and, uh, I thought as Jordan was preaching I thought when I was just a young saved boy I'd come to church and we'd have uh, altar prayer. I'd pray. Sometimes preacher would say, pray for me, and I'd try to pray. Somebody would get up saying, say, pray for me, I'd try to pray for him. And uh, I might go home then. I might go for days and not try to pray. I just wasn't thinking about it. But somewhere along the line, Jordan, just like you was preaching, uh, God got my attention. And more and more and more as I went through life, I, I realized I needed to have an ongoing conversation with God all day, every day. And so what, that was a help to me when I found that out. And, uh, uh, you know, I like to have a, maybe a specific uh, prayer like, uh, so, well, I'm going to get down on my knees at such and such place and pray and, and try to pour up my heart to God. That's important. And say amen at the end of it. But I'm like you. Uh, as I go through the day, there's so many things and so many people across my mind, and I can just pray it, you know. You don't have to make it specific. You just pray. So that's good. I, I liked all that. Okay, anything else on anybody's heart? One of you other preachers got something you're still welcome. Somebody's got a song you're welcome. Got a testimony you're welcome. I just, I'm glad to be here. Good to be in the Lord's house. Anybody else got anything? If the Lord's got something for you, or we want it. Let me remind you again, I already announced it, but let me give you more specifics. The revival starting at Pleasant View starts tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Friday night at 6 o'clock. Saturday night at 5 o'clock. They're starting at an hour early Saturday night to make it a little easier for Trey because he feels like he needs to get back to his home church on Sunday. And so uh, remember that and pray for that revival. Anything else? Great to have everybody. Great to have everybody listening. Uh, If you're online with us, we're glad to have you. And uh, I will say this, again, I'm not criticizing anybody for not coming. If you stay at home because of the worry about the uh, COVID-19, I understand that. <clears throat> but you can probably see if you're looking on the live stream, we've got a lot of space here. I appreciate everybody that's here, not belittling our crowd, but we've got some open space. Uh, if you feel like coming and you want to wear a mask, and you can also see most everybody, everybody I see has got a mask on. Uh, 
Uh, there's room for you to social distance, room for you to wear a mask. <clears throat> and, and I want to say this especially. If you've got somebody lost in your family, certainly have them listen on the live stream. We've had some folks not too long back got saved listening to the live stream. We thank God for that. But if you feel like bringing them to church, bring them to church. If, if God would impress your heart to bring them, bring them and find you a spot to get in. And uh, well, I, just, I got that on my heart earlier today. Uh, invite people to come. Uh, not criticizing you or ridiculing you if you're not coming, but uh, if you feel like coming and you can come, come. And especially if you've got lost people, let me say that again. Bring them. We sure like to have them. Okay. Anything else? If not, we'll ask those that's seated to stand as we bow our heads in reverence for prayer. Ask Brother Brent to pray dismissal.